So it's impossible, it's simply impossible um, to, to talk about the, the topic of community and trying to separate yourself from it. Um, it's impossible. It's impossible to talk to the community that you're a part of on the topic of community and pretend um, that you can hide anything. Uh, because the reality is, is whenever um, someone talks about community, um, they absolutely have to talk from their own personal experience. And the truth is, is that you are my community and here I am. And so vulnerability is like at the heartbeat of today thing. Um, I fully understand um, that we have been in this sermon series for a super, super long time, and and you're like, what else? What else could you possibly have to say on the topic of community? But first, I just want you to know who I'm talking to in this space. Um, the, The people here in my family um, so I get up here every time I say, hello, friends, or hello, people that I care about so deeply, and I do. Um, you are my friends. You are my family. You are the, the people who, who have valued me. You were here whenever my kids were born or before my kids were born. I told Dale um, before I even thought about having kids, I think I'm going to have a son. Like, <laughs> at 2 a.m. eating a hamburger at a truck stop while he was about to go to Peru in a couple hours. Like, um, and then there are people here who, who taught me how to be outside. Before coming to Christ Community, I hated the outdoors. And you taught me how to camp and to hunt and bow hunt and fly fish and kayak. That was you guys. You taught me how to keep beehives. You taught me how to be a husband when I was terrible and still am. You taught me how to have, how to be a father. Is having a, being a dad is terrifying. I remember I met you at Corleone's. You, you were the bartender and you said, I won't ever forget a face. Well, I didn't forget you. You know, I remember, you know, um, whenever you called me, whenever you found your husband, cheating on you and you came over and you you cried on my kitchen floor. I married your kids. I've done your funerals. You drove out to Ohio and you didn't tell me to be at my mom's funeral. It was a surprise, but you thought someone from our church should be there. You and I created ministries to share the gospel in crazy contexts, and they totally failed. You and I have created ministries together in crazy contexts that succeeded beyond belief, and I still don't know how it happened. Whenever we go out to eat, you feel comfortable ordering my food for me because I hate to order my food because I'm embarrassed. You know me and I know you and this is my family and this is my community. I don't know how to change my garbage disposal. So you came over. I don't know how to fix anything. So I go to all your guys' shops and I show you a photo of the thing that is broken. I say, help me fix this. And you say, easy. You're my church, you're my community, and I love you guys. And we've been through a lot together. 
community at this church runs deep. Like it runs deep here. It isn't just a Bible study or an accountability group. When Christ Community talks about community, we're not just talking about a, a group of people who are trying to do something together. It's deeper than that. Community is important here. That's why we do a super long sermon series on community. Because it's the heartbeat of who our church is. This is Christ Community Church. It's our middle name, right? Community. So the other day on Facebook, I posted this post. I know it was just a hypothetical thing. I was just trying to get inspired by y'all. And I posted this post and I said, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And then I just simply wrote, community is, right? 10 o'clock in the evening, did not expect a whole bunch of responses. But, but, but I posted, fill in the blank, community is blank. By 2 in the morning, there was 140 posts. What gets 140 posts? People who are passionate about community. And it just went off the hook, and my phone was dinging all night. My wife said, turn off your phone. I said, no, there's posts on community. She's like, turn off your freaking phone. And I was like, okay, bye. And so, so I turned off my phone, and I got up the following morning. It's just like, oh my gosh, there's so many responses filling in the blank of what community is. There were a few things themes about community that I thought were, were pretty profound and super important. So here are the themes. Um, the theme on community, um, the, the first and foremost thing from, from the people at Christ Community Church, the thing that they said, community is, they said, they said, it's important, it's vital, it's essential, it's the heartbeat, it's the family, it's the sole purpose, it's everything, like the, that whole type of thing, like community is the point, uh, community is vital, it's essential, it's the essence. It's, it's if you don't have it, you don't have anything. It's, it, 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 it's you go all, like, kind of, it's our safe place. It's our home. It's, man, people at Christian Media are like, this is all we got, community. That was awesome. Then there's this whole other thing theme and heartbeat also from people at Christ Community Church, which I thought was really fun too. It was kind of like, ooh. It said, it doesn't exist. <laughs> and then it said, it's, it's impossible. And someone even said, it's a unicorn, right? It's this fantasy that people chase after that doesn't exist. And I was like, oh, that's good. And so I started to, to text those people who say that. And it's like this, we have tried so hard to be a part of community and it just doesn't happen and blah, blah, blah. Blah. And I was like, wow, this is good because you have the two, two different themes, right? This, uh, this is everything. This is all we got. This is family. It's our safe place. This is the essence of the church, our heartbeat. We're in for each other. And then we have, it's impossible. It doesn't exist. It's a unicorn. It's a fantasy. And I was like, oh, this is why we are here because we see, we see how important it is. We see, we see the vital nature of being connected and seen and known in community, but we also have to be honest about it is really hard to find. It is, it is hard to find. I've constantly trying to find good community because it's tough. It's really hard. And, and 
So that is today's topic, right? Because the truth is, you know, if community is that important, if it is the essence, the, the essential, if it's the, the necessary thing, if it's the heartbeat of the church, then why is it that we often just chalk it up to having a Bible study at someone's house? I love Bible studies. I can talk about it all day long. But community goes beyond just a Bible study. Here's the theory I have. Having a Bible study is easy. Having an accountability group is easy. Having community, like real community that causes heart to be, and you go to people's funerals and babies, you know, it's hard. Community at its core, community at the essence, it is hard stuff. So today's topic is simply community is hard. Because it's all about the expectation of the thing you're getting into. It's all about expectation. Like, think about it. Like, before you get married, you have expectations of how it's going to be, correct? You go to counseling, and you have the choice of picking a good counselor or a bad counselor before you get married. The good counselor is going to say, marriage is hard. You know, I want to prepare you for marriage. I want you to know what you're getting into. The bad counselor will say, you guys are awesome for each other. This is going to be great. Let's plan the ceremony, right? This one or the other. You know, and so the thing that happens is the people who go into marriage and they think it's going to be super easy, who is married here? So is it easy? No! And so if you go into it thinking it's going to be easy and fantastic and it's all, you know, and, and you think it's going to be great, and then all of a sudden you and your spouse begin to fight, you start to think, I don't belong here. I married the wrong person. The same thing in community. If you go into it with poor expectations and problems happen, then you will think, I don't belong here right? The opposite is true. Community is hard. People are hard. Church is hard. Good. And the Apostle Paul talks a lot about it. He is like the expert on community. He's planted tons of churches. He's a church planning pro. Awesome. And so today, the Bible verse that we are going to um, kind of unpack and explore comes from 1 Corinthians 12. So if you have your Bibles, um, open them up to 1 Corinthians 12, and we will proclaim this kind of as a congregation. It'll be up here on the screen, and here we go. Just as a body, through, come on everybody, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, do I not belong to the body? It would not be for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, do I not belong to the body? It would not be for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? First of all, if the whole body were the big big. eyeball, how awesome would that be? You know, like, 
That's the other thing about Christ's community. You are the people, if I get caught up, you feel comfortable stepping in for me. Thank you. I love you. And so, so Paul here, he is talking about one of the very essences of why community is hard. But it's easy from the start of this passage to say, no, this is not about the hardship of community. This is an encouraging passage. This is all about how we all play a different part. And it's awesome because we're a part of Christ's body. However, everything that Paul talks about is in a response to something else. You have to assume that someone is doing something or saying something that is causing him to respond and say, whoa, 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 just as Christ has a body, just as the body has many parts, right? So what is it that's inspiring Paul to respond in unity? You all have different things. You have different gifts. You have different passions and talents. It's probably in the church of Corinth, people aren't getting along. There are problems. People think they're more important than other people. They are starting to find out that community and church is hard. So Paul brings up this idea of a body, and there are different parts of a body. Why is Paul bringing up the terminology and the vocabulary of the human body? First of all, Paul is an expert. He is an expert on context, and he always speaks to the church in the place that they're in. And the church of Corinth, in the city of Corinth, they are the first, like, physicians and doctors and and people who really began to understand how the body functions and how it's all connected. They are obsessed with the human body. And so Paul being somewhat of beautiful context, and he speaks to people in the place that they are. They're like, the the community, the church, the church is like a body, you know? And even though the body is whole and it's the same thing, it has many parts. And how can you compare and contrast the parts? So from this passage, we see several different themes come up that Paul is referring to in response to bad things are happening. There is a a disjunction happening in the church of Corinth. And he's saying, unity, 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 do this together, fight for it. And first of all, there's a theme of community um, that it asks people um, to show up. It asks people to show up as they are, who they are. So if you are finding that it's hard to be in community, one of the first things that causes community to be hard is the fact that it asks you, it invites you to show up. And it isn't just show up you as the physical person as you are, because who really cares? It's asking you to show up physically, spiritually, mentally. Bring it all. Bring it all. And whenever someone brings it all into a community context— it's hard. Think about it. Going back to, to before you got married, think about who you had been before then. You were going into a situation that you were excited to bring who you were into a union context with somebody else, allowing someone else to see the full brunt of who you are, correct? Then you got married and you got to experience that somebody else's full brunt. What happened, right? Conflict happens. The, 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 the 
beauty of being honed and shaped whenever someone brings the fullness of who they are, mentally, spiritually, physically. Whenever you show up, you have to confront and you have to be confronted. The beauty of who you are is just not the good things, it's also the scary things. A lot of who I am as a person, I will not know apart from community. Being in relationship with someone else brings out the best and also the most terrifying parts of us. In college, really, I was this hippie guy. You know, I'm just really go the flow, we're peaceful, things are awesome. And I haven't ever been angry. Like, I feel like I've never been angry. And then I got married. And no, that wasn't the punchline. Um, But I remember, you know, like I got married and something happened and we got in this fight and I didn't know how to respond. The only thing I said was, I think I'm angry right now because I've never felt it before. And I was like, I'm angry. And then da, 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 da. And then I found there's anger in me. Surprise. In community, things are brought out in us that we never knew were there. And whenever we show up and whenever other people show up, it brings that out. And I hate it. That's why being a part of community, a first part of being in community is hard. Because it brings stuff out of you and I that we often don't even want to confront. The second thing that is hard about community is that it asks us to bring our gifts and our talents. Well, on the outside, you think that's a phenomenal thing. Like, you, you, you know, everybody has different parts, and the different parts have different talents and gifts, and they do different things. The hand graphs things and the mouth kind of talks, right? And and kind of all these things happen and the gifts and talents. But the truth is, is that if we're honest about the gifts and talents that we have, we're kind of pretty insecure about them. And you're not sure if they belong or we, we actually have them, but people say we have them, but I don't know if we do. And there could be other gifts and talents that we have, but but we haven't really explored them yet. And so, you know, um, the first and the gifts and the talents that we have, that, that is like the heartbeat of community and the power of community. So in high school, I played football. I actually played football since the age of five to 18. I was like football guy. I was 245 pounds at high school. I was big and I loved football and I played fullback. And football taught me, being on a football team, taught me the power of community that you have. Because whenever you play football, you observe football, if you even care about football, you understand that there are so many different types of people on a team that causes a football team to function, correct? You, you have the quarterback, you have the, 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 the fullback, the tailback, you have the front linemen, the tight ends, you have, you have the, 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 the linebackers, the defensive line, you have all these different types of people, right? And then the, this is your football team. And they each have their own like specialty area that they are awesome at. So my football team is playing a game. The team is awesome. We are really good. And we're very cocky in the thing that each of us do. 
And so, so there is this time during this football team or game that the other team was just killing us. And so, so our team was falling apart. And, and of course, the quarterback began to freak out. And so, so as the quarterback is freaking out kind of in the huddle, he says something that, that, that was terrible to the offensive lineman. Um, who here played offensive line in high school? You? Is that it? <laughs> so everyone else is like, not me. I didn't play offensive line. Because no one cares about the offensive line, right? Like, no one cares about you. And so the quarterback, who his very existence hinges upon the offensive line blocking for him, he says, will you guys get off of your butts? You're just fat people who don't do anything. That was a mistake. It was a mistake because the offensive linemen, it seemed like they had planned this for a really long time. They didn't say anything. They just looked at each other. And they went up to the football like they always do. And we did our play like we always do. And the quarterback said the cadence like he always does. You know, he gets down there. He says the same cadence, blue, 32, blue, 32, set, hut. And the ball gets, you know, hey, back to him. And the offensive line did not move. They stayed down there in their stance. And the defensive team just soared over them. And the quarterback pulled back, you know, like, and the offensive line didn't move. They stayed in their stance. And he pulled back, and these guys crushed him as he threw the ball back to me. And I was like, oh! And then they came back and crushed me. And then the play was over, and the defensive, or the offensive linemen were standing there like this. And the quarterback said, what happened? They didn't say anything. The second play happened the same thing, same thing. And then, of course, our coach came out and said, you guys need a block, right? But <laughs> we all knew what that meant. The offensive linemen knew the power of community. They understand the, the gift that they had and the talents that they had was needed and vital for us to play football. It was important just as important as the quarterback. If you don't show up, the quarterback will never throw the ball. If the receiver doesn't show up, no one's catching the ball. No one's playing football here if a single person does not show up. The same thing in Christian community. There are no spectators. If you are a part of a community, there are gifts and talents and passions that you contribute that change the heartbeat and the vitality of that community. If you don't show up, you are depriving the community of what God has given you. Stop stealing from the community. You are valuable. You're valuable. And the third thing about community that is hard, it's like really hard, is it invites you to bring your best stuff. Community invites you to bring your best stuff. Oftentimes, Christian community just doesn't happen because we don't bring our best stuff. Community is hard because it asks us to bring our best stuff and to offer it to others with open hands. In preschool, it was the first time that I experienced community was hard because I brought my best stuff 
month. I remember this. And in fact, you know, as I was typing up this story, I cried a little because it really was hard. My favorite toy at the age of four, it was Elmo. I had this really cute, adorable, perfectly kept Elmo that when I was born, my parents gave it to me. And so as I grew up, I had the Elmo. And you know, other people have like a blankie or something like that that they get attached to. I had Elmo. I have him at home still. Um, so I have this Elmo thing. And so whenever I go into preschool, we got this thing from the preschool teacher saying, there's going to be a time that you you are going to have to take a, take a nap. So, so each kid will bring a carpet that they will have. And the carpet I have was a Pac-Man carpet. It was awesome. And I had this Pac-Man carpet. And then she invited us to bring our favorite stuffed animal. And it was Elmo. That was obvious for me. And so I go to school the first day. And I put him up on the shelf. Because it's not time for him yet. And so he's on the shelf. And then, um, then the day happens. And he's over there. So I'm okay. And then, and then it comes time. She turns down the lights. We put out the carpet, and then she says, go get your favorite animals. So I go over, and I get the Elmo off, and I feel whole and complete because it's my Elmo. And then I lay on the carpet, the Pac-Man carpet, and you know, everyone's quiet, and she's playing this classical music. See, I told you, I remember this really well. And, and I close my eyes, and I start to fall asleep, and I feel at peace when I feel a tugging. There was this tugging on my Elmo. And this girl, when I opened my eyes, she pulled Elmo out from my arms and she was standing there like she had just achieved something great. And she had. She took Elmo from me. And so I got up and I screamed. And my first instinct at the age of four was a scream, no, Elmo is mine. And I grabbed him with this arm and with this arm, you know, you know it's like at that age, you don't know. And she sobbed, and I scrubbed, and I said, you thief, it's mine. And so my parents had to come pick me up. First day of preschool, uh, my parents had to come pick me up. And so my mom said, KJ, what happened? What did you learn? You know, like I'm four, like I know. And my first thing was, I should have brought Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Seriously, that was my first thing. I should have brought Oscar. I don't care about Oscar. They can have him. The following day, I brought Oscar. That's what often happens as we grow older. We don't bring the Elmo anymore because it's too hard. It gets you know, other people's fingers on it. We don't want them to have it. They might say, can I have it? we like, no. And so we bring the, the Oster, the Grouch. Who cares about Oster the Grouch? He's ugly and he smells. He lives in a trash can. And so, and so we say, here, you can have him. And we offer people our second best. And then we're surprised that community is hard to find because you hold it back from everybody. There's three things that are hard about community, and these are typically very positive things. It's the, the first of all, you know, that you have to show up, all of you, you mentally, physically, spiritually, show up. The second thing that is hard is you have to bring your gifts and your talents, even when you believe you don't have any. And then third of all, you need to offer your best stuff. But it's hard. It's hard because 
If the body is one, but it has many parts and it has many people that complete it, the truth is that, yeah, there are many gifts and talents, but different parts of the body are prone to different problems that the other parts of the body don't understand. Think about that. Different parts of the body, like the brain, is not concerned if it's going to break a bone or not. There's no bone in the brain, just in case you were wondering. The foot doesn't ever have to have a colonoscopy. It won't ever have that problem. But the colon is important, and it has to at the age of 40. I'm terrified. There are so many things, you know, if you think about it, like the hands and the arms are constantly being broken. The appendix sometimes explodes, which the arms don't get. In community, you have issues and problems that people are prone to because we're different, that we don't understand. Community is hard. And for someone, it's easy to bring their best stuff, but it's impossible to show up. And, and if you do, if you honestly do all the things that Pastor Allen has talked about the past four, four weeks, you know, if you show up and you're vulnerable, if you, you stand with people, I mean, if you are the community that Pastor Allen is encouraging you to be, it's a terrifying place. Because that is not like a, a happy, hippie party that's happening. It's like there, there are issues and there are problems. It's real life. Because what we're all saying is community is important. It's vital. You have to have it. It's your family. It's your security. It's, it's real because it happens, has to happen in real life. Many of us are in communities that don't take place in reality. It's like we turn everything off and say, hey, let's talk about the Bible and go home. Bring that over here. Reality in real life is the soil that the tree of community grows in. If you're not growing as a community in depth and in together, Sink your roots into what's really happening. Real life. Show up. Offer your best. Bring your gifts. Real life. The thing that also is cool about community and this idea that it's really hard is that community that, that is sinking its roots in the soil of reality. It's the tree that the fruit of the Spirit grows on. And the fruit of the Spirit, what are they? The fruits of the Spirit are the very evidence that God is here. How do you know if God is present? Here's the fruit. Here's the fruit of the Spirit. And it's every community's goal, Christian community's goal, is to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Community bears the fruits of the Spirit when it sinks its roots deep in the reality of what's actually happening. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Here they are. So let's say this you know, as a community. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. 
Here are all these things. Like if you want to know if God is doing stuff here, if you want to know if you are growing in God, you individually and as a community, if you want to know, here's how you know. You are growing in patience. You're growing in joy. You're growing in kindness. You're growing in being self-control and slow to anger. All of these things you can't do by yourself, right? Because they're all for other people. You know, you take joy in other people. You are patient with who? Other people. Kindness, you're not kind towards yourself for other people. You are growing and being slow to anger towards other people. Community, because it is hard, this is where the evidence of God grows because... How are you going to go grow in patience if there's no one pushing your patience? This happens in Christian community. There should be people who drive you nuts. There are people in our e-groups who drive us nuts. Good for you. There are people who in Christian community that should be hard to love. We grow in our love and loving the people that are hard to love good for you. The fruit of the Spirit grows in community. You grow in kindness by finding yourself in context where it's hard to be kind. You cannot grow in these things. You cannot experience in these things when you're by yourself playing Xbox. Being in Christian community exposes who we are as people. So we see the evidence of Christ take place. If the community sinks its roots deep in the soil of reality and bears fruit, the fruits of the Spirit. The reality is then the fruits of the Spirit bear seed and plant themselves in the reality of real life, bearing testament to the truth that God is here. That's what the church is all about. So whenever you as a people group show up, mentally, physically, spiritually. You bring the best of what you have and you offer it and you come with, with your gifts and your passions and you offer it with the hopes of God, do what you do. This is when community happens. So what's the point of all this? First of all, community is hard. Second of all, we're not talking about just a community here. We're talking about a Christian community. That's why I just didn't say community, community, community. I said Christian community. Because the community is just a group of people. And we're not just a group of people. The Apostle Paul sets the whole context of his passage in saying, just as a body has many parts, so it is with the body of Christ. We're talking about the Christian community because community is impossible. The Christian community, because it finds its identity in Christ and the, the idea and the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ makes the impossible possible. The thing that the Christian community finds its identity in and the thing that's pumping through our veins is the blood and the DNA of Jesus Christ. In the core of our community is we believe in 
grace and redemption and salvation. We believe in brokenness and people aren't perfect, but redemption is coming and possible. In the Christian community, at its core, we believe that Christ is alive. He's crucified and he resurrected and is happening all at the same time here and now. In Christian community, we believe that we're not perfect, but he is. In Christian community, things are different, a lot different. So I want to invite you to experience the things that community has to offer. I want to invite you into relationship with each other that is hard because we all want it. It's important, it's vital, it's our essence, it's our home, it's our family, it's our safe place. This is what we're talking about when we talk about community. But at the same time, it seems impossible, it's difficult, it's hard, it's absent. Show up in the center of that and say, we believe in Jesus Christ and that this is his body. Because the body of Christ is not a perfect body. It's broken and bruised and crucified and holy and gorgeous and brings salvation to the earth. And this is what we are called to be as Christ. So, Christ Community Church, may you as people value community. May you see that here and with you that you are invited to step into the tough places. May you not hunger to find a utopian society, but a broken people group who need Christ. May you experience the gospel of Jesus Christ daily, calling you out to show up. May you see and know the gifts that you have and find places to use them. May you be the answer to people's prayers as you pray for others to be yours. May you invite Christ to be present whenever hard things happen as you show up in community. And may you know that you are granted this gift, this promise, this inheritance. This is a huge part of the gospel because we are all family and here for you. So please pray with me for you. God, we thank you for our church and for our family. We thank you for community and the promise that you give us that wherever two or more are gathered, you are there in fullness. Show us that you are here. God, bring value to the things that we bring. Bring value to the stories that we're afraid of. Help us to show up. God, for those of us who are just dying to be seen and dying to be heard, God, show us. Show us the family you have for us. Give us the courage to talk to someone about being a part of a community. God, for those of us who have taken the easy path of community and just doing the simple things, but we have not grown in years, help us to sink our roots deep into the things that are already happening. You have been doing this a really long time. Teach us how to speak into each other's hearts, how to hold them carefully and gently. 
God, you have been doing this a really long time. Teach us how to sacrifice for each other. Teach us how to offer ourselves as a pleasing and holy sacrifice. Give us the courage to be seen, to allow allow others to speak into us and hold us. Give us the courage to be humble, to be vulnerable, and to be dependent upon other people. Jesus, you are here Teach us how to be here. Speak to us clearly tonight. Show us what we do next. In Christ we pray.